Hey shippers, we are back with another Shits Creek episode, and today we are talking about who are we talking about, Devin? Johnny and Moira, the mama and papa of the Rose Clan. Do we ship Ooh. it? Listen to find out. Hi everyone, I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to the We Ship It podcast, where Devin and I and our occasional guests, no guests today, sadly, but <laughs> gab and gossip about our favorite and not-so-favorite ships of all time. You get your favorite duo, just the two of us. Just the two of us today! <laughs> uh, that's right, though. Uh, today we are rounding out our Shits Creek series with an episode on Moira and Johnny Rose. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, we initially planned, I think, just Alexis and Ted, and they were like, well, if we're already doing Alexis and Ted, we might as well do David and Patrick. And while we're doing David and Patrick, we might as well do Johnny, do and, Moira. Johnny and Moira. So here we 100%. are. Uh, but this has been such a fun like mini series for us both. It's kind of uh, brought back our passion for this series and mm-hmm. uh, our desire to kind of return to it and just enjoy it for what it is and uh, the relationships that are in it and th- the way yeah. that it's written too. Like we're going to talk today. I know I am at least th- about like how Johnny and Moira were written and the creative process of doing so. I thought that was really brilliant and genius and all around good stuff. So, yeah, no, I, it's been so fun to relive this series. Like <laughs> I didn't rewatch it, but I have been rewatching scenes and things mm-hmm. and, it's just hilarious. Like, it's just a really freaking funny show. And I forgot about how funny it was because I would put it up there with shows like The Office, like Parks and Rec. But for some reason, it, like, never, like, comes to mind. Yeah. But then when I rewatch it, I'm like, I agree. oh, my gosh. My, my first reaction <laughs> is not to add this to my must-watch right. list. But mm-hmm. now that, like, I'm talking about it, I'm like, hmm, maybe. It I'm, totally is. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And it's funny because um, it took me a while to get into it at first. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't initially care for the characters or care for the plot. I just was like, yeah, eh, it's okay. But once well, you get into it, I'm like, I really... It's good because there are shows about, like, redemption arcs or, mm-hmm. like, um, like growth. And you have to pretty quickly at least give some... some you have to give the viewers something to invest in. And here, it almost feels like there's nothing to invest in, but it's the humor that keeps you going. Mm -hmm. And then you start to realize, oh my gosh, there's actually like redemptive moments here. And like, it becomes a (laughs) sentimental thing. And like, that's great. Um, So it's been really good to like, re like brush up on our Schitt's Creek, uh, our series here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so before we do dive into Schitt's Creek, Johnny, and Moira, let's do our fun question of the day. <laughs> let's do da, it. Da, da, da. Click for question. Our fake jar. Yes, our fake jar. My, our metaphorical my vision is, jar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your pet peeve? Oh. <laughs> pet peeve? Oh, I don't know. Devin's like, I don't have like, any personal pet peeves. Pet peeve or like, because I, I mean, I have some teaching pet peeves. Go ahead. Like when the kids like start packing up before the lesson ends, I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, listen. Linda, listen. Linda. <laughs> <laughs> but a regular pet peeve? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, chewing your mouth open. 
No, that's not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, that's, that's <laughs> uh, Is that you're gonna go with chewing with your mouth no, open? I, I mean, really that's know. fair. I don't really have. Do I have pet peeves? I probably do, and like until you poke them, like I don't know that they're pet peeves. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know my pet go-to? peeve. It has to do with when people are debating or talking and they're missing each other completely. They're not like, listening. They're not listening. They're just sort of talking mm-hmm. and there can be no progress made there. And it really frustrates me when you when you make an argument. So this is like Gen Z's problem. Okay, <laughs> This is our generation's problem. We don't understand logic. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you make a fair point. And then the person does not understand how, they how you just made a fair point. Right. And so they just ignore it. And like, that is my pet peeve. And Tom literally gets so mad at me because I'll, I'll start debating with him sometimes. <laughs> and he's like, please, like, don't do this. <laughs> it's not good for us. So I'm like, fine. <laughs> but that's my pet peeve. I, I don't really get annoyed by little things because I'm a really annoying person myself. So I'm very empathetic. Yeah, I feel like in some <laughs> way, peppies are like everyone's like quirks that make them individual. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily think I have any real peppies. But like I said, maybe I do. And people just have to poke them and I'm like, wow, that really annoys me. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But yeah, so pet peeves good good talk good talk good talk Uh, (laughs) good talk okay so johnny and moira Mm -hmm. i love her name moira but spoiler alert for anyone who's listening um we're talking schitt's creek we're gonna go into all the plot points today um so don't listen or listen with caution if you're midway or haven't seen the series yet and on to our summary, which I won't lie, we got some help from uh, chat GPT. <laughs> Steph was being a little a little tired or a little lazy, lazy on her day I'm off. I'm a pregnant lady. Ugh. So uh, okay. she needs some Let assistance. Me, yes, I'm giving the credit, though, to a robot. So <clears throat> the Rose family, including Johnny and Moira, lose their vast wealth and are forced to relocate to the town the small town of Schitt's Creek. This is pretty well written, I'm not going to lie. Uh, initially resistant to their new circumstances, Johnny and Moira struggle to adapt to their modest lifestyle in a rundown motel. Hilarious. Uh, their relationship faces strains as they navigate financial hardships, communicate their frustrations, and adjust to their changed identities. Very true. Despite the challenges, Johnny and Moira remain loyal to each other, supporting one another through their struggles and offering unwavering love. They encounter hilarious and often absurd hurdles in their attempts to rebuild their lives and regain financial stability. After the, or As the series progresses, Johnny and Moira learn to embrace the community of Schitt's Creek and develop meaningful relationships with its quirky residents, and in doing so, they both pursue different avenues of personal growth. In the end, Johnny's business takes off, and they move to New York for their next business venture. Very true. So, let's talk about Johnny and Moira's growth in the community, together, all of that. Woo! Let's do it. Yeah. You ready for this? Who's starting? Me, you? I think you. Okay. Okay, Buckby. Um, (laughs) Starting us off. How does the loss of their home and riches disrupt their relationship? I think they were kind of in a bubble. Mm -hmm. Like, 
But I think more than just Johnny and Moira, it disrupts their whole family. They lived in this bubble of almost like not really caring about each other or just sort of going on with their lives every day. Um, not really appreciating each other, whatever it might be. And so we see we see this disruption. Like, first of all, it's the first scene of the whole series, which is hilarious. You <laughs> get kicked out, everything. It's great. Um, and you're like, what is going on? Um, but... I think this is exactly what they needed. And we'll talk about this in the next question. It's exactly what they needed to sort of strip away all of the um, the monetary things that are taking them away from their own relationship. Um, so we see we see that like this moment not only disrupts their financial, you know, their stability. financial lives, yeah. stability, but also their relationship stability because well, first of all, their relationships weren't on very solid ground no. to begin with. So so um Seeing this is actually like a, a funny moment of like real uprooting change. Um, and that's kind of like the whole point. And I, I find it so hilarious that they end up at in Schitt's Creek, this town that they bought as a joke. Like that is hilarious. <laughs> it to is me. too funny. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that they have left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, I just think it's so funny that this really throws them for a loop and they try to grapple with what they have left which isn't really much except for the town that they they bought off of a joke and their family um but losing their home and riches shatters their sense of belonging their sense of identity yeah and it disrupts their way of life because they were so accustomed to this life of luxury and um going off and doing things and just having people do things for them and um, while this leads to some disagreements and frustrations, it never really tears these two apart. A normal TV couple would have found this as an excuse and allowed it to affect their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, jo- but Johnny and Moira kind of rise above. They don't allow this to tear them apart. Whereas in a normal TV setup, this would have been the piece that would have led to a future breakup or separation Mm -hmm. or something. Um, I think they have different coping issues when it comes to the law, like this loss. Uh, Johnny takes a more practical approach, whereas um, he's searching for like business opportunities and sort, but Moira relies on her like elaborate personality yes <laughs> extravagant and she, i'm trying to think of she's very quirky yes i i wonder how they and got all together. of her wigs yes all <laughs> <her> wigs. <laughs> um but she tries to rely on her personality to kind of get her through um and her her like oh i'm famous glamour almost um just to get her through the circumstances and yet they remain true to each other. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't waver. They don't fa- falter. Um, but I think this was really smart of the writers to keep them together because this could have torn them apart. Yep. Um, how, so just diving, did you have more no, to keep going? Yeah. So how did, how is their arrival to Schitt's Creek exactly what these two need to rekindle their love? Um, I think, think this experience that they share together of rebuilding their lives in Schitt's Creek strengthens them more than tears mm-hmm. them apart. 
Uh, I honestly, I don't. I think they they needed this. Like you said, they were in this bubble, and they needed they needed this to come back together, to find mm-hmm. to find each other um, and find themselves. They they need they needed to do this, or they were going to unravel. They were going to fall apart. Um, this move forces them to rely on each other instead of their status and what their money yep. can buy them, and they it it puts them in position to have to fight for each other and fight for what mm-hmm. they want and fight for their family. And I think that is brilliant. Yeah, it's funny because the thing that you think is going to break them is actually what Unites breaks them, them in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it like grounds them again. It brings them back to the world of reality mm-hmm. instead of this like elevated world of like riches and fame and everything. Um, and I think we see some moments of them cracking throughout, like when they go to that Hawaiian party together <laughs> and they're acting like, you know, hoity-toity. And then they have these real moments of like recognize, like human connection with... Um, I forget what the guy's name is. Uh, what's his name? Roland. Roland and uh, <laughs> what's the other? And Jocelyn, yeah. So we see them start to reconnect with like normal people, as right. they call them. Oh, we're normal um, people. We yeah, love we're normal, normal people. people. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but it, it just helps them to return to like a status of sanity almost instead of like a we're better than everyone status. And we see this through the whole family. It's not just Johnny and Moira. Like the whole family needs to be regrouped and regrounded. And I feel like that's what Shit's Creek is. Is like, uh, like you think it's like bottom of the barrel, but it's actually like a place they can go to learn who they really are mm-hmm. amongst other people who are just living normal lives so it's really great to see uh moira and johnny like struggle they have these struggle moments in every episode of like trying to like re reorient themselves back to normal life yeah but amidst those struggles there's always like something that comes out of it that they've like learned and i think that that's a really good part to the series is watching them like struggle and then overcome it and become a little bit more normal each time yeah <laughs> and granted they don't it's not an overnight kind of thing no it it takes a lot of time <laughs> a lot of time mm-hmm. i mean six i think it's six seasons so the six seasons yeah. worth of time to like mm-hmm. grow become normal <laughs> yeah um, cool uh so outside oh, so on the outside Moira and johnny face constant often hilarious hurdles and their conversations often lead to an argument or two yeah, how do they remain loyal to each other through it all? My favorite thing. So, like, both, okay, <laughs> both of them are sort of aloof to yeah. each other. Like, it seems like that on the day to day, and this is what makes their marriage like great and sort of relatable. Is mm-hmm. they they seem aloof to each other on the day to day. Do whatever you want to do. I'll do whatever I want to do sort of independent of one another but it's these hurdles and they're like meaningful conversations afterwards that make you realize oh no they really love each other and they're their one and only so the most hilarious thing to me (laughs) is the scene the the episode where moira finds the letters um that she thinks are from another woman And she's like so upset because she's like, Johnny is my one and only. Who could this woman be? Blah, 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 blah. And then they like talk it out and she realizes that she wrote the letters and she forgot. <laughs> because and that she, is... was, she was in the hospital, like, right? Yes. I... Like sort of, I don't remember the exact thing, but I thought it was so funny because Johnny is like, 
he is so loyal to her. Mm-hmm. He is so loyal to her, and that's why to this fault, shakes yeah. her. Yeah, this shakes her to her core because she's like, Johnny would never, like Johnny would never. But what is this? And then they confront each other about it, finally communicating, and it's it's really funny when he's like, "Of course I kept them. They're from you," and she's like. <laughs> She just, she's so surprised. And, and it was like the just, one thing that he took from the house. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ridiculous. And that just shows how much he really loves her. Yeah. And how much, like, Moira's a little bit, like, less, like, lovey-dovey than Johnny is. But she yeah. has her moments, too. She sure. does. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think their commitment to each other and their shared experiences create a stronger foundation of loyalty. Um, they have to, through their experiences, they have to begin to rely on each other again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Clearing my throat. Um, they recognize that they are in this, whatever this is at that what time. Um, they're in this together um, because it, it always changes. There's always something new that they have to face and they have to face it together um they remain dedicated to each other through thick and thin and whether it's brainstorming ideas for how to get out of the situation that they're in um whether it's providing just a listening ear because that's what they need in the moment or or offering words of um support and encouragement they stand by each other's side and are just loyal um I i think there is a moment where I don't know. I'm blanking on how it happens, but I know there's a moment where Moira like ends up with bed ends up in bed with Roland. I don't remember yeah. how it gets there. <laughs> I don't think nothing ever happened, nothing but I, bad, I think there no. was. I think they thought something happened, and they were trying to like, okay, what actually? Went on? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I wish I would have watched that scene or that episode again just to remember but and i think there's also a moment where johnny is kind of flirting with someone else or maybe she's flirting with him and he's not really receptive of like how like what this is so there are there is a moment where they both not falter but just like have a moment of weakness but they they realize that they they're they are each other's people they are Mm -hmm. they are united in one um, and I don't think they, they ever pursue anything out, outside of each other. And Mm-mm. the fact that they've been married this long. I know. And have. Even with all the riches. Correct. And, the, and, and yeah. everything that they've had. Like like you said, I think they were in a bubble. But not just a bubble of each other. They were in their own separate bubbles. And they needed this shakeup to have these bubbles collide. Yep. Uh, and for them to become one unit again instead of just two separate entities. Um, so Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, but let's talk about their parenting. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. You had to. Um, <laughs> in what ways does their parenting come into play with their relationship? Would you consider them good parents? <laughs> I love that they question themselves. Are we good parents? <laughs> No. <laughs> if you have to ask that question, uh, yeah. you are a parent, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> they're not the greatest parents at the start, um, but they eventually get there, I think. They get there. Uh, one of my favorite 
tests of their parenting skills comes into play when Moira is filling out paperwork for Alexis. And I think it's um, like community service paper or documents or something like that. But she ultimately reveals that she doesn't remember Alexis's middle name. And she's like, how am I supposed to remember that? (laughs) Or like, I don't remember what she says, but I have so much going on in my brain. How am I supposed to remember your middle name? And uh, Alexis is just dumbfounded. Like, how can you forget this? How how, how do you not know? Um, But overall, they they set zero boundaries for Alexis and David. um, And they all lived their individual lives, although occasionally occupying the same space. So when they came to the motel and were within the same constraints of like, they were in the same space again, um, they needed to set up more boundaries and actually parent these, these adults. Um, Mm -hmm. They learned to, they learned from their mistakes and uh, unite over parenting. They, They unite together. These, these two individual people again, reunite, in their parenting process and they're now adult they're now parents to these adults and they're trying to figure out okay well what do we do and how do we manage this and yeah i think they do a really good job at figuring it out it takes time but um i mean they're just they're just too funny they (laughs) are funny funny. (laughs) they are really funny do you hear me Devin? yeah Okay, um, yeah, so their parenting is, like, the main, like, humorous part of this that mm-hmm. I would find. Like, I, at first we realized that they've been so, like, not touching base with their kids for so long mm-hmm. that their kids have become also wrapped up in their own lives. Like, that's another reason that going to Shit's Creek is great, because they have to become more active parents, because they live yeah. in the room next to their kids. Yeah. Um, one of the best things, I think, that comes out of this I love, thing. Oh, sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, you're good. The one of the best things that I think comes out of this is Moira and Alexis's relationship. Mm. How that changes because I think it, it even said in one of the summaries I was reading, Moira obviously favors David. <laughs> I so love by the their, end of all um, this their baking scene. Yes, very funny. <laughs> what is it? Just just stir in the was not not fold in, fold in, fold in the cheese. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> just so fold great. it in. No, it's you so, fold it in. <laughs> well, I love like and like what I think Johnny and Moira Moira most especially, um, is that she like puts off on her kids. Like she's almost like a kid herself. Mm-hmm. Um so she puts on her kids these like like oh i don't know your middle name why should i be expected to know that like she puts on her kids them parenting themselves Mm. and so watching them have to grow into parents when their kids are actually just adults is hilarious yeah um but i think they do a really great job and in the end like you can tell like the scars that's kind of left for alexis and david like they have very good humor about it but there are sometimes where it's like you didn't for you forgot my middle name like right. and it just shows them that they feel that very they feel almost like imba- abandoned in a way yeah yeah and i think that really being forced 
into such close proximity with each other in Schitt's Creek, it makes Johnny and Moira have to confront this question that they never would have had to confront if they weren't brought here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see them really grow into not great parents, but like better parents as they support their kids. Um, they go to their graduations. They go to they, they celebrate their birthdays like they've never done before. The opening of the store um, and everything. Yeah, everything. Like it becomes more of a family unit. Mm-hmm. Um for sure. I just find it so <laughs> hilarious whenever they bring someone home to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know there's that one scene where uh, Alexis first brings Ted over or when David's with um, Stevie for a period of time or, like, there's just all these, like, awkward moments where they meet their significant other and it's just hilarious mm-hmm. <laughs> oh it's great and they act like uh they act like they need to be like giving permission as parents yeah but it's like they've never done that before no. so it's like such a learning <laughs> curve um it's great all right moving into number five johnny and moira are one of the most communicative communicative what is the word what am i we're trying to say communicative (laughs) Communicative. (laughs) but you were right (laughs) i'm questioning myself everybody i'll start again johnny and moira are one of the most communicative relationships we've covered what is it about them that makes this component so strong in their relationship um what i think is funny about them and what i think is interesting usually we're covering couples that are coming into their own um, they're mm, young, you know, true. they're just getting to know each other. Johnny and Moira have been through a lot. So they've learned how to communicate with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that's a unique thing for their relationship as opposed to the relationships we usually cover. Right. Um, but even if they weren't together for super long, they both know how to communicate what they want. They've lived their lives. I mean, not their whole lives, because I think we learned about Moira that she's not always rich and privileged. Um, mm. But they've lived the majority of their lives together as rich and privileged, and they know how to say, "This is what I want." And so they they <laughs> te- they kind of <laughs> they kind of teach each other how to do this and treat each other in the same way as well, um, which I find awesome. But I do think it mostly comes with time. Communication comes with time. So yeah, with them. That's where it comes from, I think, the most. Um, And I love it because we see, you know, Alexis and Ted struggle with communication. David doesn't really struggle with communication, but Patrick sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's interesting to see their kids have to learn that and sort of look at their relationship. Even though it's kind of funny because I don't think they really respect their parents too much. (laughs) Um, In the end, I think they do learn something from Johnny. They learn to respect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I, I, I think you bring up a good point is that we're always talking about how communication, communication, communication is the biggest mm-hmm. issue that couples face. And it's really because we're focusing on at least the majority of the couples we have focused on are all young or coming to understand themselves, uh, understand their relationship and sort. We haven't really talked about matured couples before or as Except in, for Santa and Mrs. Claus. That is okay. <laughs> I feel like we covered somebody ones. else too that was a little bit maybe a more, few. Uh, Luke and Lorelai, but they have communication issues. Mm, so we, I don't want to talk about that. Emily and Richard. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, I don't think they really hide much from each other. Um, they're kind of just upfront. They've been married so long that this has just become part of the routine. They just naturally 
talk to each other. And I think that's part of the time that their their generation as well. Um, that yeah. they talk instead of just text or phone call. Like they they right. they talk to each other face to face. There's even a time when Johnny is devastated that he can't see Moira for an extended period of time because she is off filming one of her crows movies, crowing. It's cute. Um, but they still talk over the phone daily. They can't necessarily be with each other, but they talk on the phone. And I think that's one thing that us as a generation and the younger generations as well, because let's be honest, we're not young bucks anymore. <laughs> but um, we, I wouldn't consider us young bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we focus. <laughs> we focus we're on social media. And uh-huh. um, I think that kind of isolates us at times, whereas they are of a generation that needs to be in constant communication, not just um if they can't be in person then it has to be over voice like being able to talk to each other um right so i think that's one thing that really keeps them strong and going mhm uh how does their friendship with roland and jocelyn impact their relationship oh my gosh <laughs> i had to include a question about these two i love roland and jo- well i love jocelyn i'm not a huge fan of roland yeah, I'm not but a i do huge think he's roland hilarious either, either. I, I mean he is funny as a character but i don't necessarily mm-hmm. like his character all that much no he's kind of a jerk um, <laughs> but they can't stand these two at first i know it's so funny and i think it's really funny because well i'll get into it but i think they just rub each other the wrong way real quick they just don't understand the quote-unquote simple living um and yet johnny and moira need to be friends with them to not just uh to To have friends yeah to be active participants in the community um and just to have social lives they have to incorporate not incorporate but uh what's the word i want to say like assimilate themselves to this kind of life uh, yeah unfortunately roland and jocelyn are the center of the social circles in Chits creek so they feel the need to bite the bullet and try to deal with their quirks. yeah it's almost like a status thing at a high school mm-hmm, right you know? like oh these are the the in crowd so we have to associate ourselves with them yeah. and eventually it becomes more of an actual relationship and they they bond and there's a little bit of relationship advice there and they um they break down these two outcasts of the com- not of the community but of of their of the roses mind the outcasts mm-hmm. because they're lower and just normal people they break down the roses social barriers and melt their hearts and uh, melt their hearts they just know <laughs> how to push their buttons enough to get them to open up this is like exactly what Johnny and Moira needed to bring them down to earth. Like, it is so funny to me. I love when like, they show up. We might have already mentioned this. I apologize if we did. Um, but <laughs> when they show up at the luau that they're hosting yes. and they're like all pristine and. <laughs> In like weird clothes. Yeah. And like. What I love about Roland and Jocelyn, though, is they don't really comment on that kind of stuff. They don't really. They're not like, oh, you guys are like weird. What are you wearing? Like, it's not like they're giving them faces Mm -hmm. for it. They just kind of accept them into the fold. That is the one thing about Roland and Jocelyn that's great. They don't really judge. Um, But I will say this is what Johnny and Moira needed because they're coming from like the upper crust. They're coming into this town and they're acting like the upper crust in this town. (laughs) And people in this town are like not having it. So being forced to like deal with Roland and Jocelyn 
makes them able to like better become better people mm-hmm. one but also just like get in with the get in with the normal people with the normies and i think ultimately it's a good thing it brings them a little bit da- like further down to earth um i'm trying to think of like other times that this happened like uh, when Moira, this may have also been at the luau because I, I'm not sure, but when Moira had to talk with Jocelyn about her relationship and just getting serious and breaking down barriers, like these two are the ones that sort of um, allow them to talk more freely, to come out of their shell, That's like their rich true. person shell. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because they Johnny have to figure and, out how to socialize again yeah not of Mm -hmm. this high level prissy class but now of a more sociable casual way right and roland is not an easy guy to deal with i'm not gonna lie so like for for johnny it gives him like an element of patience too because that's something he really needs as like someone who owns this town he needs to become patient he needs to help out at the hotel Mm -hmm. he needs to like do all this stuff and at first he's like not really willing to engage with it, but then the more that like he deals with people like Roland, the more he's like, oh, I guess I have to deal with guess this I crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a really funny dynamic, but it also teaches him how to be like a good neighbor, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Moving on. What memorable moments or moments? Uh, showcase Johnny and Moro's love for each other. And do you have any least favorite moments? My favorite moment, my favorite Johnny and Moira moment. Here we go. Is when she's doing the commercial and she fails. I don't know if this is on your list at all. <laughs> it is. But do you remember the, this moment? The Herb Ertlinger fruit wine commercial. Yes! <laughs> she's doing like the wine orchard, whatever commercial. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly what it wine. is. And she keeps messing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She keeps messing up. She goes back to her trailer. Johnny comes in and he builds that girl up. And it's not even like a funny moment. Like it's a sentimental mm-hmm. moment. And I really like that was one of the moments I started to take their relationship seriously because like most of the time we don't get like, you know, shippy moments between Johnny and Moira. But in this moment, I was like, you can kind of see like where their relationship started. Like he's the great motivator, the great like mover shaker. And Moira's like this independent woman. And but sometimes like they need to build each other up. and. Um, so in that moment, I just, I loved that. I loved Johnny's take on it. I loved how much he loves her and you can just see it. Um, and I love like her, like little, her little pitiful, like, I can't do it, Johnny. (laughs) And then like, (laughs) I can't. And then like, he just builds her up and she goes out and she does it. And that's really beautiful. Um, the only scenes I don't really like between them, like most of the time, it's not like actually bad stuff. Like it's just awkward stuff and it's supposed to be more funny. <laughs> um, the most awkward scene for me is when they sneak into Bob and his wife's cabin. Oh, the cabin. Or whatever, by accident. <laughs> and they come out of like whatever. I think they like had sex or something. And they come out and Bob and his wife are just sitting there. <laughs> And they're like, oh, why didn't you uh, tell us? And Bob was like, we just figured we'd leave you lovebirds alone. And I was like, this is great. So, like, 
When it comes to Johnny and Moira, there really aren't bad scenes. It's not like they're betraying each other or doing something that Mm -hmm. makes me uncomfortable. It's more just like awkward, funny moments that I kind of love, but I also kind of hate. It's that cringe. We get a lot of cringe from Johnny and Moira. Yeah. I also had the cabin in my list, but I have two others that we didn't. Yeah, I had two others that we didn't (laughs) talk about. So, number one, I think my ultimate favorite moment is the skinny dipping scene. Yeah. (laughs) When they try. Where they they want to relive their their younger selves and they're they they're try. being romantic and Johnny uh, I think undresses and gets into the the river water and, and then Moira she, gets distracted. I don't remember what happened. Do you remember? I think she like runs into someone. She, or uh, yes, and then for whatever reason she never makes it back. So he trudges out of the water. Does he get? Pulled over by the police? Does the police come get him? I think, I think he so. does, yes. I don't really remember the scene all that well, but I know it is one of my favorite moments between these two. <laughs> <laughs> and also another one is um Moira's Moira hold on, let me say this correctly. The Moira's Roses Garden <laughs> plaque or garden that Johnny makes for uh her. I think she is disappointed at the time um uh, the garden was bought by johnny uh to support his wife's ego after a playhouse theater in um the one of the playhouse theaters that she was in was renamed or was named after her then it was renamed after something else so he was like oh i have to get her something that's named just for her so he gets this special garden yeah. area and names it the <laughs> moira's roses garden moira's 4856 roses. which is his like he didn't fill it out correctly it's his doesn't he use like a tombstone or something <laughs> like <laughs> that's but like incredible. the the four digits are like his uh credit card number and it just it's yes yes. it's a classic like whoops moment and it's so small in comparison to this uh gigantic theater but like it's it shows a lot of his heart and that he felt that he he does have a really big heart uh, Mm -hmm. do something special for his wife so um you didn't mention least favorite but i'll give you a least favorite maybe and i think that's when moira's moment of weakness when she thinks Johnny is keeping letters from an old lover. Oh my gosh, she's so stupid in that moment. Really I'm sorry is. to say, but it's so funny. Because the letters are her own and she okay. didn't realize it. She's like, you've been hiding these on me? Oh <laughs> and he's like, gosh. they're your own. I've kept them safe because they're yours. I think it happened that she was... in the hospital and couldn't speak so she wrote everything down for whatever yes, reason yep. um yeah so i thought that was very sweet and the kind of a moment of weakness i don't i don't necessarily have any really le- hardcore least awkward favorite moments, moments. yeah, yeah you, like you said they're just kind of cringy but also adorable moments between these two yeah they end up mostly being adorable which is funny <laughs> Um, but so how did Johnny's business endeavors and Moira, Moira's acting career impact their relationship? Um, what I love about these two is that they always supported each other. They always support each mm-hmm. other, even if they didn't argue, agree, um, with the choices that were made, they always gave unconditional support. 
Um, I know there's a moment where Moira wants to give up acting and Johnny is actually relieved to hear it. He's kind of, okay, she's going to settle down and we're going to do something together. It's going to be us two. Um, He's relieved to hear it. And then later on the season, she wants to go back. And while he's a little heartbroken about it, um, he still supports her and wants her to like fulfill her own endeavors and sort um in the same way she's always encouraging he wants to grow out his business and she's encouraging him along the way as well and giving him advice at times and pointing him in the right directions if she can't give the right answer so i feel like they really have a good support system this again comes down to the fact that they've been together for a Mm -hmm. while i think like Ultimately, this is the struggle when it comes to relationships. Very often there is a, I have to compromise myself just a little bit if I'm going to live with this person, if I'm going to marry this person, if we're going to have a life together. Two individuals cannot come together without some form of compromise. Mm -hmm. So when you see two individuals that are not only high earners, but um, they're both very passionate about the work that they're doing, um, I think oftentimes it can tear a couple apart. I mean, we see this with Ted and Alexis, right? right? Where their um, their passions or their careers take over yeah. the relationship, yeah, and and eventually end it. And with this, I think they're both really good about supporting each other in the moments that they need to support each other. Um, but again, this comes with time. So I don't know if this was always a trait of Johnny and Moira. Could have been. But they're also, they've been married for how many years? They have two adult children. So mm-hmm. I think at this point they understand we have to hold on to our individuality to some degree. Otherwise, this relationship won't work. And, and that's a great example to set for their kids. I don't think it takes with Alexis and Ted, as we see in the end. Um, but we definitely see that compromise come out when, <clears throat> um, what's his name? David decides to stay for Patrick Mm. um, and and to like share a life with him. So I think we see that sort of trickle down to their kids um, a little bit. And of course, like it's not always the I'm not saying anything about Ted and Alexis right now, like whether or not it was the right choice or the wrong choice. But um, it's interesting to see like Johnny and Moira not only compromise sometimes their feelings to help the other person succeed, but they also are able to stay together and sort of piece together a good relationship while they're also like respecting each other's passions and yeah and uh wishes which i think is great yeah for sure um i agree i think they just have that strength that unlike their children um they're (laughs) just able to see the end goal not necessarily yeah. what's in front of them, but like the long term, what's going on long term. And speaking of long term, mm-hmm. how is their long term relationship a core to Shit's Creek story? Mm-hmm. Well, we see so many up and downs with their kids that it's kind of nice to just like settle in the fact that Johnny and Moira aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, we get a few little scares like we talked about before with her finding the letters and whatever. He's my only one. Really, other than that, there's no like love interest or conflict that comes in that's going to break them apart. Um, and I think that that's really, really good. And it's good for us too because you kind of like 
Schitt's Creek is a little like it's not like a a soap opera or like a <laughs> dramatic story. You know what I mean? It's funny. It's a funny story, right. and sometimes there's a lot of up and down to funny story. There's a lot of things that don't necessarily stay the same or plot line wise aren't always connected. Uh, but when it comes to Johnny and Moira's relationship, we always kind of know it's going to be there. That's something very consistent about the show and its writing. Um, and then when we watch, you know, Ted and Alexis break up and Ted and Mutt together and you watch like Patrick's ex come in and like David and and what's her name? Stevie, like all of these things. It's all very like up in the air. But like you can always sort of count on the fact that Johnny and Moira are going to have each other's backs um, and they're going to be like a consistent staple. Um, I think it keeps their family together, too. If it wasn't for them, like you wouldn't have the little Christmas scene where Johnny like brings the family together for that awkward Christmas. He like decorates the room. Mm. Uh, Moira, you know, they, they talk about their their parenting together and everything. So I think it is really like a core to keeping the family together, keeping the show from a fourth wall perspective, keeping the show running in like a smooth linear direction. Um, and also just like keeping the town going. Like, I think it's a very, it's very funny, the two of them together, but they're the one glue. They're the glue of the story. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of the frustrations that they have, they're not necessarily always direct. They're never really directed at each other. It's always outside of themselves and how can we together work through them, the hurdles that they face, although they might be hilarious at times they still face them and they have right. to work through them together um but i think what's very interesting is the writers of the show focused on this couple mm-hmm. that they portrayed unlike any other sitcoms in the sense that it wasn't just a one-sided um one-sided perspective like usually it's the husband who's always annoyed at the wife for whatever reason. Um, yep. But here they have um, two individuals working together um, that really just holds the story together. Um, it begins and ends with them, and the fact that they are the constant strand in the background mm-hmm. woven together, I think that really works well for the story as a whole. Um, yep. It's about a, a kingdom that falls and what remains and how they build themselves up again. Um, so I think that's a really cool aspect of, that these two have together is that they can say that they, they got through this together. Yeah, for sure. So how does Johnny's health scare threaten and strength, strengthen their relationship? <laughs> I love this moment too. <laughs> I know. It really She's like yelling at him about it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he thinks he's he thinks he's having a heart attack, and then it ends up being just, I think, gas. Yeah, essentially gas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all the while, she Moira expresses her just utter love for him, and yeah, I think this is the moment where he's like, "I love you more than." Carolina is I, I maybe Something. but she names one of her wigs and that's what it is and um, oh, she's yes. like I love you more than and sh- and I've had that wig for like 40 years John yes, and <laughs> yes. I think it's a great moment to see them both 
know that life is precious and they have to, and they love each other and they have to always show their love for each other and just make that the forefront of their, of their daily lives. And, um, it gives them the passion to, um, just enjoy life together. And I think that's, I think that ultimately leads to more of them being, we have more scenes of them being together out of compassion, out of um, a need to just be together after this moment. There's a lot more scenes of them just wanting to be in each other's presence. So I think that's really cool. I'm always a big fan of when these like comedy shows really cut the people down to a real moment. Like mm. they take you from here to Even if it's just here. one episode. Right. And in the episode, they have like little funny moments within the hospital mm -hmm. scenes, like the wig thing, like everything you said. But I'm a big fan of when they show you the real true character depth mm. that you miss in other moments. Um, because Moira, mm -hmm. though making a funny joke about her wig, is very seriously alarmed by all this. Yeah. You can tell by the fact that she's freaking out and doesn't know what to do because they are literally left and right lung for each other. They are just... I love that. <laughs> they right are lung. just together. <laughs> like, But um, sometimes you tend to forget that. I mean, they're just sort of these driving characters in the background when we're seeing all of this dynamic mm -hmm. movement between uh, Patrick, David, Alexis, Ted, the kids... But then you forget like the real love that was built up in this relationship prior mm. to even us seeing it. Um, and so I love these moments where like the the married couple, the older couple gets like a moment of like true clarity of like, I love you so much. And I think that like Moira being the dramatic person that she is, is just like perfect. Like she just delivers the feeling yeah. so well for this show. Yeah, because... Um, Going back to what you we kind of mentioned this couple a bit earlier with uh oh shoot why did I just blank Gilmore Girls grandparents oh Luke and Lorelai no the grandparents oh Emily and Richard. that's right Emily and Richard like they still they have moments like this too yes yes um, where we see the depth of their love and I think that's really what it's a powerful thing to see from um the character development standpoint and from an audience standpoint, seeing what it means to remain mm -hmm. faithful to each other and just yeah. um, in each other's presence. I mean, I've only been married, what, like four years now. And I, I still sometimes feel like, Oh, we're not like the exciting couple anymore. But like, imagine after how many years they've been married, they're like, this is just sort of commonplace now for us to be together. But it's in these moments where you really get to see, like, oh, it's not just, like, two people living together. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like they love each other. So I thought this was a really good moment and a nod to Moira and Johnny, which I like. Love it. Cool. So let's wrap this puppy up with Do We Ship It? Yes, I feel like we've been saying yes easily a lot. Lately, we have. Which we need is to. Good. We need to. It is nice. We need to be more critical. Well, maybe. that, but also just a matter of we need to choose some couples that we don't like, so we can just that we don't trash like. Them. Yeah, we always pick the good ones because we want to talk about. We them. We do, and they're good. Yes, but Johnny and Moira, they're a good staple. Funny show, good staple. Like the other relationships are a little bit up and down, a little bit mm. of a hot mess. But this one is is the glue. I agree. I think they're just spot on 
Um, the creation behind them was brilliant and no yep. matter what they face, they they trudge through it together and that's mm-hmm. something that we don't always see, especially in TV nowadays. So good on them. Definitely. Cool. So those are some of our thoughts. So let's hear from some of our shippers out there. Woo woo. Whoop whoop. So this first one comes in from Mary. None other than Mary. <laughs> Hi, Mary. Thank you again for sending in another comment because you're simply you're the best. You're awesome. Um, simply the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she says, these two are an awesome couple. They support each other unconditionally and love each other through good and bad. Honestly, the more I think about it, uh, the more I think Johnny and Moira may be one of the best TV couples I've seen in a while. I feel like they really embody the marriage vows in sickness and in health for richer or they poorer. They do. They accept each other's gifts and flaws 100% and support each other's ambitions for the most part. <laughs> they may yep. they may not be the best parents ever, but they are faithful to each other and are a good example of what partnership in a marriage can look like. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Agreed. Yep. And then our second comment here is from Kimmy. Kimmy says, Johnny and Moira have been added to my list of favorite fictional couples. Johnny was such an understanding, caring husband and father, and Moira pours her heart into whatever she's doing. Married couples can learn from Johnny and Moira. Uh, I think that's true. Love it. I think it's true. (laughs) Thanks, Kimmy and Mary. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for sending those in. Um, And if you want to send in comments for future couples or you're interested in joining us for an episode, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram or email us at weshipitpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you're liking what you're hearing or you have comments, concerns, questions, please rate and review. It really helps us know what we're doing well and what we can be doing better. Absolutely. And it's really easy to do that on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Just hit us up or wherever you're listening. Bam, bam, bam. Do it. Bam, bam is right. We love you, shippers. You are the most important thing in this world to me. You know that, John, and I include Carolina in that, and I've had that wig for 40 years. (laughs) There it is. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) See you guys. Bye, guys.